1: This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello,
0: and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the cousins, Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at HuskerCuzCast for all podcast updates and more. It is our spring game reaction episode tonight. Uh, the spring game was yesterday. It was a beautiful day in Lincoln. Uh, Tyler, what are your game format, uh, the game format thoughts of yesterday?
2: Well, we, we talked about this last week um, about the thud tackling and what that meant. And, and I reiterate, I understand why we were there. Injuries have been bad. You saw it by the number of guys out. But it took something away from it. It really did. Um, you know, it, there were some times that you looked at the whites in the first half, like, is this for a third string? Because there were so many guys out and uh, all the things. And when you had the thud tackling, it just was kind of hard to get a really good gauge on some of the stuff. Uh, by the time the second half turned around, it was really the the twos versus the threes or threes versus the fours at that point. And, you know, you kind of missed it. But, but I think you were able to gather enough about some of the players. Um, I just,
1: not the same as a normal football game.
0: Derek, did you like the format?
1: Hell no. Like, I, I get I get the thud thing. I get not one to tackle. I, I understood all that. But at least make a two-hand touch. There were several plays where a player was called down because he was touched by a fingertip. There's no way that guy was getting him down. Right. Uh, you know, so, so that I think that took so much away from it because you have no clue what the offense was going to do against that. And I know it was sort of the backup defenders, but you have no clue what they were going to do because you were going to call him down for any little bit of contact. And I was like, come on. It just it just didn't make any sense. I, I think it took, away, it took away a little bit. At least make it two-hand touch, I guess, if you're going to do that.
0: Yeah, it's it's seven-on-seven seven time here in Texas right now. My son is playing it. And uh, so it's touch. That's what seven-on-seven seven is. And that's fine if you're doing it as for the wide receivers and stuff. Usually you can easily get two-hands touch. And his league, you know, running backs can't run the ball. You can't run the ball. So when running backs or even a quarterback is running the ball – and you can get touched by one. That is such bullshit. It it kind of takes away from uh, just the element. You you. It's hard to get a good gauge on what could have happened. In your head, you know that, yeah, that run was going to go 5, 10, 15, 20 yards.
1: Yeah, there, there was a play by Gabe Irvin that, man, I, I think it's a touchdown. But they called him 10 yards back because he got touched by a fingertip. Yeah. And he juked the shit out of the guy. Like, there's no way he tackles it. There, there's no way. Yeah. Uh, I, Adrian Martinez I think runs in for a touchdown at one point it, it, but there was a guy that was coming up on him so they just called him dead and it's like ah, who I mean who knows what happens I guess and I, but I get not one to get people hurt but it, it it just took away from it I think
0: it would have been cool to see at least you know a series or two of uh or the ones you know just,
1: just at least have them wrap them up maybe just yeah. something. Uh, well, well, don't take them down to the ground. Just wrap up. I...
0: So let's move on through. Let's uh, talk about these position groups uh, as we go down the list, and then we'll get to some biggest takeaways. Uh, let's start with the quarterback because all eyes was on Adrian Martinez in this game. Year four of the quarterback, we got to see what he can do. Derek, how did he? How did he look?
1: I thought he looked good. I, I really did. I, I think this is the best he's looked probably since freshman year. Uh, he looks faster. He looks leaner. Uh, so running the ball, I think he was I, even better than – he wasn't bad the last two years running the ball, but I think he looked much faster taking the weight off. Uh, throwing, I, he had a few bad passes, but for for the most part, I thought he threw the ball really well. I like threw 60% of his passes, but I, 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 he put some dimes into Samori Torre and, and Omar Manning, really. Uh, unfortunately, every time Omar Manning <laughs> seemed to get a good catch – it was called back for a penalty. But and I know, Justin, you kind of made that comment during the game. Uh, yes, but, but at the, yeah, stop
0: throwing to Omar Manning. They're going to call a flag, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but at the end it's of drive the day, I mean, outside, outside of the 50-something yard pass he threw downfield that hit Omar Manning in the chest. And it, The crazy thing is, Samori Tori about caught the damn thing off, off of the deflection, really. But... Should have been caught by Omar Manning. So, I mean, you, you you look at a few of those passes like that, and you're like, man, he could have easily thrown 65, maybe even 70% of his passes again in this game, I thought.
0: Tyler, what were your takeaways from uh, Adrian Martinez?
2: You know, Derek, you mentioned him being leaner, and, and he looked lean, he looked quick, but I think he looked decisive. I mean, he's year four, like... Like you know, I think even year two, I think there was a lot to be made about like, oh, is he going to run? Is he kind of getting a little you know, happy feet? You know, when he would run, and maybe the no contact gave him a little bit extra confidence. But I think last year you saw him be a little bit more decisive of a runner. Um, and, and and again on Saturday, I think that you you saw as a decisive of a runner when he was running, he was going. Uh, you know, it, it, it when it goes to the passing. You know, I've never really had a problem with passing, but I think when you look at the deep throws, I think that's the question. Justin, you've said that's the question. Can he throw deep balls? Well, he threw two deep passes on Saturday, or three deep passes on Saturday. Uh, he went one for three on them. Uh, two of them were perfectly thrown balls, and then the interception before half, which was a mix between maybe a little bit underthrown and a great play by a defensive player. But he looked good, and he could see the arm strength. Like He can make those throws. So, Heading into year four, I have zero doubt on Adrian Martinez being able to make any throw
1: that is required of him. I, I just want to rebuttal your, your, your thought on his decisiveness, and I want to bring up one play. and it, it, It's a play that probably doesn't go for a touchdown, probably gets us a first down, and it was on a fourth down, about the 14-yard line I believe is where we were, and he, he alluded to a defender that was getting into the backfield, and there was wide open field from him. It was an easy I think it was fourth and sixth, I believe. The six yards is easy if he just runs the ball. Just just run the ball. Like but he decides to try and make a great and he threw the ball well. But Braxton Clark came out with a great, great defended play. He defended that ball perfectly. But it was a play that probably shouldn't have been thrown because at that point the touchdown's not as important as the first down.
2: But I don't agree with that, Derek. I mean, a touchdown is different than a first down. Like if you he threw a if good ball, if you get ball. the
1: first down, you got four more shots at getting in the end zone. If you get I, an incomplete get it. pass, the, you you just went into the red zone and got nothing out of it, which was I, the problem with what we did last year all year anyway. I and mean, we got a field goal out of it, but that's neither here nor there. No, we but, didn't. That uh, was on fourth down, and we turned the ball over on downs. I think that was third. In- Are you sure? I- I'm pretty sure it was a fourth down play. I think it was because I think the score was already thirteen to nothing at that point.
2: I, I get it. I and, and, and I, I would probably need to rewatch that. Justin, are you do re- you remember that play? I mean, I remember the Braxton Clark breakup. It was a good play by him. It was a well thrown ball. I mean, it wasn't like it was a. I mean, it,
1: it was a better play on Braxton Clark than I tend to the think
0: that Derek's correct on that.
1: Okay, uh, I, I could be wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying for one hundred percent sure it was fourth down, but I'm pretty sure it was fourth down.
0: So, what did you guys think of all uh, the uh, quarterback runs in this game? This is something that I wasn't quite sure that we were going to see headed into the game. Uh, I know, I know, the wind impacted a lot of the decision making on what could and what couldn't be done in the game. You know, the, with the format. Uh, you know, Tyler talking about the downfield uh, passing. I was hoping to see a little bit more uh, opportunities. It seemed like we saw a lot of quarterback runs, and I hope that's not going to be a staple of this offense headed in because we're going to talk about the backup quarterbacks here soon. Uh, My whole concern about Adrian Martinez, yes, he looks very lean. He looks fast. He can run like – I mean, that is his strength. But my God, if, if we're going to feed him the ball that many times running the ball, after seeing the backups, I have some. I mean, it's it's kind of scary on what's going to happen there. So the fact that they were running so many times, uh, Adrian Martinez had nine rushes in that one half with a running clock. Is that going to be something we're going to see this fall, you think, Derek?
1: Again, I this is where I'm not good. This is I'm not good with X's and O's as much. I'm not good at knowing what the play call was. I don't know how many of those runs were on scrambles. I don't know how many of them were actually called quarterback runs. So so to me it's tough. I, I there are times I know people think it was a quarterback draw and maybe it was. There were times I thought the the pocket was just collapsing and he just you think took he just off. pulled
0: it down and just ran. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I so it's it's hard for me to say. And it's and that's what the even in season. Like I I never understand that. I don't understand the RPOs very much because I don't know if it's a called quarterback play or if Martinez has a chance to throw it. I that that part's confusing to me,
0: Tyler. Tyler to do you have else. any thoughts on that?
1: You know, I think I've said this before,
2: and I and I and I get the concern, right? I mean, I think we'll talk about the backups and Adrian's health. You know, hasn't been great. I was listening to, um, gosh, I, I want to give the right credit to some one of the podcasts I was listening to today, and they brought up a good point on Adrian's health. And if you look at how many carries that guy has taken, like you know he is he's taken 15 to 20 20 i mean he's ran like a running back and that's not even counting getting sacked or anything else contact like it's not like i i don't know if his health is as big a concern as people think when you look at how much contact he's taken and how much like physical like physical beat up he's been and but if you're going to try to protect him like because you want him to play i get that but it is very clear to me that one of the biggest attributes is his ability to run the ball, and we joked last year that you know quarterback run made up X percentage of offense, and it wasn't a joke; it was a reality. I mean, that's what our offense was, and it worked fairly well. So I, I don't know how you get him under ten carries a game. I just don't think that's in the I just
1: don't think that's in the cards for what he can do. I, I can agree with that, but maybe let's start sliding a little more, getting out of bounds more, taking less hits. Like, maybe start preaching that a little bit more, trying to save his health.
0: Have we ever seen Adrian Martinez take a slide? Do you recall ever? Not very
1: often. Not very has often. Has he done it?
0: Okay. I, I...
1: Yes, he has. But it's not very often. So maybe that's something we start preaching to him. Like, we need you healthy. Quit taking the to go, go down. Just take the slide. It's, it's okay. Get the first down slide. If you can't get the first down, whatever, slide. Just get us close. Yeah. Tyler, what did you
0: think of the, about the backups?
1: Um.
2: Well, I'm not sitting here with uh, overwhelming confidence. I mean, I've listened to a lot of people talk about Logan Smothers and Harburg and the um. You know, I think a lot of people have been very hard on Smothers, and and I honestly, I think by the end of the game, I think Smothers looked really rough that you know that first series he was out there, and and but I think overall, like they, they both settled in, um, they both started to make some passes. Uh, they're both very young guys, so I, I mean, I'm not sitting here thinking like, "Oh my God, there's no shot if one of those two go down." But there is a clear, clear drop off between Adrian Martinez and him. And if, if last year there was a controversy between him and Luke, if they were close, that's not the case. Like it is Adrian by a country mile.
0: I I tend to think that Luke McCaffrey would be well ahead of these the the backups too.
2: I agree. No, I agree. I think I think I mean, there's a reason. It's not. I don't think Luke like Luke was close to Adrian last year. Like, make no mistake about it. That, I think that was a real quarterback battle because I think Luke pushed him. Like, Adrian is being pushed by what he knows he wants to do, his legacy, his intentions. There isn't a quarterback on this roster that's pushing Adrian Martinez. No,
0: Derek, do you have a warm and fuzzy about the uh, backup quarterback situation?
1: No, but I didn't really about Luke McCaffrey as much as you guys <laughs> did, apparently, either. One touchdown to six interceptions doesn't really give me the warm and fuzzy. But anyway, uh, you know, t- to me the clear backup was was Harburg. Like, he's the only one to me that looked even capable of running this offense. It took
0: him a while and to settle,
1: settle in. It, it, it did, it did. But I think he settled in. I, Smothers had a few good series where he was like, Serviceable, maybe, but he runs the ball well. In that aspect, I think he does. I think he's like a Luke McCaffrey. Where he can run the ball really well. I just don't have faith in him throwing the ball well. Harburg, his accuracy needs to come in a little bit better. But man, the kid's got a cannon. I think he'll do well. And I, honestly, I don't. I can't recall a play that Masker had that was memorable. I think he threw two passes, so
2: I don't think you're uh, forgetting much. Yeah. Well, but, 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 I, but
1: I don't remember him running the ball. I don't remember him throwing the ball. I don't, there was nothing memorable about what Masker did.
2: But let's go back to that
1: first half. At, le- at, least, think... Logan, at least Logan Smothers had some runs that were memorable.
2: So, so Derek, Sorry. you mentioned it took a while for them to settle in. And I think that – let's give some credit here. I mean, I think we're all really high on this defense. And, like, that first half, I mean, there was no guys missing from that starting secondary. It was Cam Taylor-Britt. It was Quint Newsom. It was – Uh, Williams and Dismuke. I mean, those guys were out there, and there was rushes coming in. There was pressure. I mean, like, that defense overwhelmed that second-string offense. There there was no question about it.
0: it, Huge mismatch, yeah.
2: Yeah, and so, like, Logan Smothers and Harper both struggled mightily, and then they settled in the second half, and I think that's partially because they weren't going against that secondary, which... I think we all are very high on heading into 2021.
1: And that that may be fair, but at the end of the day, I just... There was nothing that i seen. Because when they they did finally settle in, they were playing a bunch of guys that I've never heard of. Fair. Yeah. Uh,
0: God, they got a whole long summer to uh, get better, understand the playbook, and just... But, my God, if... If we have to go to a backup quarterback, I might be just throwing in the towel it's on that scary, game. It's a
1: scary thought. Yeah. It's a scary thought. It, it is. I'm with you on that. I I hope it doesn't happen. Or if it is, I'm hoping it's just like a series maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: like, series, that's fine. Uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe we can get these guys some live reps against uh, other competition later. I want to talk about the running backs because this is a big storyline uh, headed into there. Uh, A lot of inexperienced guys there. Uh, Derek, what did you think about the running backs? How would they look on Saturday?
1: Uh, To me, this might have been the most impressive group on the field. Uh, At one point, when I first watched it, I was kind of like, eh. I don't know if there's any one running back that stood out. But after I watched it again, I'm like, man, Sevian Morrison for the Whites looked really good. Marvin Scott looked very good. Uh, probably my favorite guy was Gabe Irvin. Like that guy was jukey fast. Just, I, I loved what he did. And, and Jack has, please, please God give him five, 10, 15 carries a game. Cause he has a bull to take down. And he kind of reminds me of divine Zigbo and the fact that he's just, he's tough to take down, but he's got some, uh, deceptive speed that you just don't expect out of a guy that big. Man, that guy's running on tree trunks. You wouldn't think he'd be able to go anywhere. Yeah. Tyler?
2: Well, Derek, I, I don't know if I would say this is the biggest um, impress point for me, but I will say this. I left the game thinking, okay, Marvin Scott right now, he, he's, to me, clearly leader in the pack. Like, I think that if I had to put $100 on it, Marvin Scott's are starting running back week one. Uh, really? I mean, I think he looked good. He he took the first snap with the red. He had the most returning carries. Like, I the think problem
1: for, is, is so that the guy that we all anticipated being a starter didn't even play in the game. Well, Okay, so that brings up my
2: point, and this is something I'm curious on because what I saw on Saturday is I think Marvin Scott probably is slightly number one. That's the guy I think. I mean, how much of a gap? We did not see Ramir Johnson. We did not see Step. Like, if you want to say Yeah is our seventh best running back, how, I don't know if he is, but how much of a gap is there between Marvin Scott and Yeah? Or Ramir Johnson, or whatever whoever you want to put, and then, and and you can say that's a good problem to have, but now I'm starting to think about how you divide carries, because Derek, I know you have been critical in the past about coaches not leaving a running back in and letting them get rhythm and all this, but what do you do when one through seven are basically all the same talent?
0: Well, the coaching staff in the past they just kind of start one each game, right?
2: But, well, I mean that's what I mean, right? Give I mean, like, I me mean, two But isn't that seeming like what we're kind of running into in 2021 already is that we're going to be like, I mean, I mean, Sevian Morrison. I mean, he played first real snaps. I think any Husker fan has seen of him. He looked pretty good to me. I think I'm confident he can go in there.
1: He looked quick. He caught a good swing pass. I, I will also say this. It was amazing how much better the running backs looked when it came down to you had to tackle them.
2: Yeah. So I mean, Morrison is bigger than I thought he was. Like, Morrison, I thought, was kind of a – again, not that – I feel like I pick on Ramir Johnson, but I thought he was Ramir Johnson's size.
1: Ronald Tompkins had some good runs.
2: Yeah, like, I just – I think this running back room, like, I've been really critical of it, and I don't know if we have I, I, a guy,
1: but we've may, got may, seven may, really good contenders. Maybe that's why it was so impressive to me is the fact that I went into this spring, spring game thinking we had zero running backs – and now I'm sitting here going, shit, we might have four or five of them. But how do you divide up those carries? You don't. One guy's got to step up and be the guy. I'm really you curious. Have some backups behind him. I'm curious to see
0: who's going to emerge on top out of this whole battle. Uh, now, again, some of this is a little bit deceptive, right? Uh, when we saw these running backs, they were looking good against backups. You know, it's like backups. Like I want to say something about Jacques, has, yeah. I would love to I would love to have seen him in the first half against the Reds, but the reason that he wasn't going to go up against the Reds is cuz that dude's not avoiding any contact whatsoever. Well, he did?
1: He he had some carries against the Reds in the first half. Did he, he I guess yeah.
0: I, I guess I missed that.
1: Yeah, he did. But I mean, he was touched 2 or 3 yards in and called down. Okay. But it was clear that he wasn't going down after two or three yards. Yeah. Most generally speaking,
0: uh, like, I, I, I guess yeah. I did miss. Uh, I, I
1: just think that we're in a,
2: we're we're setting ourselves for a situation where it's going to be like, I mean, I there there's a lot. Of Gabe Irvin, for example, if he if he doesn't get meaningful snaps, his fault. I think the fans are going to be like, "Why is Gabe Irvin not in the game?" Like, I just I think I, I that disagree.
1: I if the running back that's in is successful. No one's gonna care about Gabe Irvin not getting carries. If Sevian Morrison is running 110 yards a game, no one's gonna care about who's doing what on the bat in the in the with the backups.
2: I, I just I think that Derek that that your thought. I mean I, I mean obviously. I don't think you think when you say one guy's gotta step up, I don't think you at all think
1: there's gonna be one running back no. a game. There's no, be at least absolutely two. not. You're always gonna have uh, you're always gonna have to two. relieve your corner running yeah. back. That's yeah, so you're part of football. They've been two. doing that for Calvin Ever. Jones, Derek Brown era. Yep. I mean, come yep. on. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. No, you're I'm not saying two. that's I'm not saying that's one guy, but you always have the one guy that's gonna be your starter and he's gonna be mostly your go to back.
2: I just i just i feel like we're in a situation right now and I think this is gonna be heading into 2021 i think this has emerged as the biggest coaching conundrum is how do you manage these running backs like how do you get the hot hand how do you keep them out there but but depth is not an issue if i mean you know obviously you don't wish injuries on anyone but you sit here right now i mean is there a position you feel better about depth right now like i mean I think Marvin Scott's the guy. I think he goes down with an injury today. I don't know if I feel any worse about that position group if he's not out there.
0: I think the fact that if we just went around the room here real quick talking about who we think is going to be the starter, there's going to be about two or three different answers. So I think all of us have a guy that we think is can carry the load. So if everybody thinks a different guy can can handle the load, yeah. we're pretty solid. Somebody just will, will separate by the time. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be.
1: I'm going to be the Justin of of the group and be like, I'm. Hey, look, I'm rooting for Jock Kazian. I, I want this guy to be our starter. I want this guy to be our go-to guy. I want. I'll, give me the walk-on. My I God,
0: Derek's rooting for a walk-on. Oh my God, what is happening here?
1: Dude, that guy's a beast. He, he, he is. He's fun he, to he, watch. Is, he he is like beast mode 2.0. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's that dude. Uh, I'm going to move on to wide receivers because here's another deep group that we have. Uh, Tyler, what did you think of this wide receiving group on Saturday?
2: Well, I think that, you know, you, you look at uh, Samora Torrey and Omar Manning, and Tori said in a press conference, I think it, it's going to be scary uh, w- when we line up on the same side of the ball, and I, I tend to agree. Like, I think right now Torrey is my number one. I think Omar is my number two wide receiver. But, like, like these guys, um, I was thinking about last year. So, we can. I, I think a lot of people feel Oliver Martin's going to be the third wide receiver. I still think Xavier Betts is in that conversation. Um, not even get to it, but just say, like, last year, this point in time, we thought our starting wide receivers were going to be Omar Manning. I think most of us had Omar Manning in there. And then it was Wandale Robinson and Cade Warner. All due respect, Wondell's a great athlete uh Cade Warner great kid great work ethic I don't care who if is is it Betts is it Martin but Torrey and whoever the other guy is as a starter is just different it is just going to be a lot different and bigger in actual wide receivers that we're going to see on Saturday and I think that this is going to be the potential to be the best wide receiver group we have seen since it was uh Quincy Inenwa, Kenny Bell, and Jordan Westercamp. Like, I don't remember when they, we had those three rolling out there. This is probably the best wide receiving group we'll have since that point.
0: Derek, what are your thoughts?
1: I, I, I tend to agree with Tyler, especially with uh, Samori Torrey and Omar Manning. I, and, I, and I was willing to give up on Manning through and through. Uh, but he, he does look good, guys. I, 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 he is a beast. But I think Samori Torrey is the go-to guy. I, think, I, I, do, I do believe he is. And I believe Omar Manning is your third starter. I, and I think there's a little bit of a drop-off after that. I think there is a lot of depth, and I think there are guys that are capable of coming in for some plays. But I, th- I think those are your three sh- receivers for the year. Uh, what, one guy, and I, I think this guy, may to me, may have passed Xavier Bets was uh, Will Nixon. Dude, that guy. Holy shit, he looked good. He can make some had catches. A had a one-handed catch. Looked good doing it. Juked a guy out of his shoes. He, I'm impressed with what he can do. Yeah, I, 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 I do think that the wide receiver room is very, very deep. And let's not forget Wyatt Lever. Like he's a walk-on. I get it, but made some really good catches. Made the last catch of the game for a touchdown. Uh, Ran good routes. He's he's still a good player. I I think he still sees the field some. Yeah, I mean, a lot maybe, Brown. maybe it's not a lot, but I think he's. De- it, it, Jamie Nance. You guys remember that dump off pass, of Jamie Nance, on the sideline, and he turned around, and both defenders ran straight up into each other, and then he ran past him, and that was one of the plays where he get, barely got touched, and they were like, "Oh, you're down."
2: Well, and you also did have Alonte Brown out there on Saturday, and you you would think that. At some point, I mean, he played on some meaningful snaps last year. You would think he finds the field in some capacity. I not. I don't think he's going to start. I don't think any of us do. But, like, to another name, uh, you know, Levi Falk is another guy that um, I, you would think is going to find the field on Saturday. Um, but, yeah, it is a deep position group. Uh, no doubt about it. But, yeah, I think I, I, I know Xavier Betts is on the whites. and I feel like his stock is low. But he had a couple plays on Saturday, like that one that hit him in the face mask that kind of got ridiculed. He had two <laughs> or three steps. He had two or three steps when it hit him in the face mask. And that's after been, he had like completely stopped and like tried to let the ball catch up to him. And maybe he should have made a better play on the ball. I'm not going to say it was a group. But like, just athleticism and going out there and run, if that would have been in front of him, I mean that would have been a touchdown, and he would have ran right by whoever was on him at that time.
0: Yeah, that wind really messed with him on that throw. <laughs> he kind of got lost and looking over the shoulder, and then thunk.
1: Oh, I'll say this: I, the, the the future for Xavier Betts is as bright as the damn sun. I I, I do believe that. Really, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I do believe that. I, I don't think he is cracking the starting position right now. I think your older guys are going to get that. I think you'll still see playing time. I think Will Nixon will get some playing time. Elante Brown will get some playing time. I just don't know how much you're going to see beyond that. Like,
0: So I would have agreed with you at the end of the last year that the future is bright as the sun, but seeing, seeing him on the whites in the spring game, I'm wondering what if the staff is losing faith in him a little bit. Tyler talked about yeah. last week when he went to the practice, and then Xavier Betts is rolling out with the third-teamers. third, third teamers. He, so he, I was,
2: he was, but, but it I, sounds I, like I, he had I,
1: been dealing I, with injuries, a lot of spring ball, and he's still a in, young in the, kid. The problem with him last year was the reason we didn't see him, They the staff talked about this, was his lack of knowledge of the offense. And so maybe he still hasn't picked up the offense as well as they would like to have.
2: I think you're onto something there, Derek. And then to turn it into a positive, one thing that gives me faith is you know, right now, Omar Manning. The only person that's stopping Omar Manning is Omar Manning. I mean, like, if this kid gets it, keeps his head on straight, stays healthy, he, he's going to be a starter. I don't think anyone at this point is denying that. But what gives me extra confidence, besides how good he looked, is I didn't see him lined up wrong once on Saturday. Like they put him out there with the starters. They they let him go, and I mean I don't know how many snaps he ended up taking, but like I mean I think that any real fears of him not knowing the playbook, which would could have been a very valid concern for him at this point, considering how much time he missed last year, I think I I don't have that concern with him right now based off what I saw on Saturday. Do you guys?
0: No, I mean he he had the opportunity to make that stadium erupt on the long bomb from Adrian Martinez that just
1: what, what, it.
0: Slept out of his hands. But that stadium would have erupted if he would have taken that to the house. That would have easily been the spring game highlight of the uh, day.
1: Unfortunately, by the time he caught it, the the defender was already touched him. So he probably got called down as soon as he touched the ball anyway. Pinky. (laughs) Uh, You know, here's my take uh, also on the receivers that I think is a huge deal is the fact that now, Adrian Martinez is throwing the ball to two, three different guys rather than throwing it to Wondell Robinson every single time. Like, he is, he's throwing it around. Like, that's a good thing. I thought I thought Adrian Martinez's reads were really good, and he dumped off the ball to a that – that, that play to Travis Volkolek that he had, he was probably his third read on that play. Excellent segue, Derek. Excellent segue. Let's talk about tight ends.
2: I'm sorry. I just want to put one last note on the wide receivers. I think one thing, lastly, with the starting wide receivers, and again, is the guys they were going against in that secondary, you're talking about Miles Farmer, who I think a lot of us think has starting potential. Um, Braxton Clark, a lot of us think has starting potential. Like, these are good, like, I know a lot's been made of, like, backups, but, like, these are guys, if you want to call them backups, fine. I mean, they, they are technically. But these are – any one of us is fine if Miles Farmer has to start a couple games this fall. Like, none of us are going to be, like, worried about him out there. Noah Apollo gates I think we're fine with him out there. And, like, that's the guys that this sec- these receivers were going against, and they were winning. I, I don't know – I mean, I don't know if Illinois – like, I would say um, – Biles, farmers probably as good a secondary member as any member of Illinois is going to have the first game of the year, and our our receivers, I I felt won those matchups handily. Agreed.
0: All right, Derek, talk about the tight ends.
1: Who? Where? Who? What? Where? When?
0: <laughs> oh, I guess we already covered it in your uh, wide receiver conversation. <laughs> I
1: mean, look, uh, I... I don't know. It was a spring game. I don't know what to take out of it. I, but it, see, it feels right now to be the same old same old song and dance, right? Like We're going to get the tight ends more involved. We're going to get the tight ends more involved. Oh, our tight end had one catch.
0: Yeah. Did they throw it Austin Allen? Oh, they did the very first game on that trick play. Yeah. Right. yeah. And then Martinez missed him. Uh, yeah, that, that. that was just kind of shocking. I thought as much talk as what the staff had been saying to get the tight ends more involved and
1: nothing. But not only getting the tight ends more involved, but they've recruited tight ends. So, so strongly yeah. to the point where you, you believe them like, yeah, yeah they're right. going to get the tight ends more involved. Yeah. And every, every time you believe them, they pull the rug out from underneath your feet.
0: <laughs> Tyler, what did you think about the uh, lack of tight end involvement?
2: You know, it it is a uh, I mean, it's kind of similar to the running backs at this point. Like, like, I feel like on offense, you're starting to see a lot of people that can make plays. And you look at these wide receivers, I think they're clearly they can make plays. And there's like one ball that can go around. And, you know, it is it would be hard for me to imagine Austin Allen going a game without a target. Like how good he was last year, how good I think he's projecting to be this year. I hope we don't have to have this conversation on Saturday. Like I think that the guy needs to get four to five targets a game. Um, Volk like needs to get a couple in there. Um, It's one half of football. You got us throwing a ball a hell of a lot. I mean, I mean, I probably thirty. Sometimes I mean, I'll put it this way: I don't think our running backs are carrying the ball forty times on Saturday, and we don't want the quarterback to carry it twenty anymore. So there's got to be plays going somewhere. If our running back carry it thirty times, quarterback fifteen, I mean you're still looking at twenty five to thirty pass attempts.
0: Yeah. Uh all right. Uh let's lost on the offensive side, let's talk about offensive line, Tyler. What did you see out of them?
2: You know, I this is a position that I you know, I listened to Kenny Bell and I listened to you know a lot of the other podcasts and I listened to Scott Frost and he and he sounded very impressed with the offensive line you know there was a couple plays um Cam Juergens had a block on Jordan Riley that was very memorable to me um I thought the tackles overall played really well I didn't really notice any faux pas there um I, I I would say there there is it's very hard for me to really judge how well they did um and I think the holes seemed to be there. Pass protection seemed to be pretty decent uh, for the most part. And so I, I feel good. Um, I guess the biggest thing
0: about that is Cam Jurgen snaps right on point. That's Yeah, that was very important there. Derek, what are your thoughts?
1: Wow. You're pretty tough on an offensive line, I think. I, I thought they looked great. Uh, outside of maybe one or two plays where they really pressured Adrian Martinez in that first half, uh, you talk about the backwards pass. He was getting pressured pretty hard. Uh, he got sacked one time. Other than that, dude, Adrian Martinez had four or five seconds to throw the ball almost every time, it seemed like. like that pass protection looked great to me. I, and then you talk about the, the holes being open on, on the run defense or run offense. I thought that looked pretty good. I I was pretty impressed with what the offensive line did, for the most part. I it's not perfect. Uh, but man, we got some young guys starting again. I, I think they exceeded my expectations. I expected to see a lot more mistakes out of them than what they did, than what they had. I, I will say
2: this, and I don't know how the, the, the carries broke out and, but Marvin Scott averaged 6.8 yards per carry. Um, and that's with one handed touch, take him down. You know, Gabe Irvin averaged 4.8 yards per carry. Um, Again, with one-handed touch. I mean, like, I don't know the breakdowns, first half, the second half, but, like, it seemed to me, again, back to the holes. And and I, if I sounded hard on that wasn't my intention. I just, I feel like everyone's been gushing over that offensive line, and I just kind of left, like, yeah, they. I, mean, I think they looked good. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see a reinvented offensive line from last year, but, I mean, or, like, five steps forward, the way that I feel like a lot of the hype was around it.
0: So that starting line that we saw on Saturday, uh, Sickerman, he came in at guard. Is that going to be the starting five that we see on Saturday when we play Illinois, Tyler? Well, they... Oh, Derek, go ahead.
1: Well, they they uh, rotated Brant Bakeson pretty damn quick in that. And I didn't see a drop-off between either one of them. I thought both of them did a damn good job. Ethan Piper was pretty much in for the whole game, so I'm assuming he's got that spot locked down. But uh, Ethan, uh, the other side, I, I thought Sichterman did a damn good job, and I thought Brant Banks did a good job.
2: They uh, they, they did he, give Banks some snaps at tackle, which makes me believe that Banks is that guy. Like Banks is the guy that if you know, if, if an injury happens besides center, Banks is coming in. He, sixth he, man. It, he, he is the sixth man. Um, Hickson's clearly the backup center, but I think that you, you kind of know who your seven guys are that could really play.
0: All right, let's swing this over to the defensive side of the ball here. Uh, Will Honus, since we recorded last, we found out that Will Honus, he had a knee injury, non-contact knee injury. Uh, so he wasn't there Saturday. It's uh, We're not quite sure what's going on with his knee, but it's likely he's not going to be there when uh, we start ball in the fall. Tyler, what do you make of this injury and how does that affect our linebacking core?
2: Well, I I mean, you didn't see Nick Henrik on Saturday either. He was banged up. So that's another inside backer gone. Uh, but, but, but just going to the will Honus thing. Um, you know, I, I feel like I have been traditionally a little bit harder on him and I have turned that corner on where I thought will Honus was, um, you know, I thought he was clearly going to be our best inside backer this year. Um, you know, I thought he had a really good last good year last year. I thought he was a very valuable um, guy to keep. Um, you just hope it's not a season or career ending type injury. I mean, he's had so many injuries to that knee um, or to the knees, if that's what it is. Um, again, a lot of speculation out there right now. Um, I mean, the, you know, you start looking at that, you hear Ben still he's pretty banged up. I mean, you. You kind of – for for a unit that I really am counting on, like the defense being the thing, you're starting to be like, man, there's a there's a couple guys that you really want out there on Saturday this fall and a little nervous there.
0: Any thoughts on Will Honus, Derek?
1: Ah, man, I I, I hate it for the kid because I, I do like Will Honus, and I have liked Will Honus since he's been here. Uh, I believe he was – wasn't he like the one of the number one juco's coming out of that class? And so, so you hate seeing it, but I, I I said a week or two ago, I think I think inside linebackers is pretty deep. I think Luke Reimer and Nick Henrik and Chris Kolarevic and uh, I, I thought Jackson Hanna looked pretty decent in that spring game. I thought Clement looked pretty good in that spring game. I I think there's a lot of depth there. I I hate I don't want to say the old adage of just next man up, but it, it kind of is, and you hate to see you hate to see it for any kid to get hurt. And I hope it's not a situation where he doesn't get a play at all this year. But I, I, I think we're pretty deep there. I I, I think we're okay.
0: So, uh, will okay, true or false? Will Honus was the best inside linebacker at Nebraska, headed into
1: twenty one. Derek. Ooh. I, I I'll say true because of his experience, but as but as far as athleticism and everything else goes, I don't know if that's true.
0: Tanner, true or false? True. True. Okay. So there. I, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of agree there. Uh, I don't know if that separation. I think the separation between him and Luke Reimer is minimal. I think there is a slight drop off, uh, past those top two guys there.
1: Uh, I th- I think I think Nick Henrich is better than Luke Reimer, Personally.
0: That's ooh, wow, that 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 seems like a hot take to me, but uh
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think Reimer played really well last year. I was I'm not I saying mean, he didn't. I, but I think Nick Henrich is going to be a stud. Yeah, I mean I, I I
2: like Nick too. I I don't think he's out of the starting spot, but I, mean, I think you look at right now, I know Derek, you still think Payne is going to have a shot at that outside backer spot. I think that to me the the biggest I guess the, the, if Honus isn't ready week one, to me, the, the biggest battle is going to be that opposite to Luke Reimer inside backer. I think Henrik and, uh, oh. uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I can't pronounce Klarvick. Klarvick. I'm just going to start practicing saying it. Uh, I think that's the battle. I think Clarvic had a really good spring game. I think you talk about guys that stood out. Um, you know, he, I, I thought Cam Taylor Britt was one of the guys that looked really good. Um, Ty Robinson looked really good, but I think Klarvik had as good a spring game as any defensive player. Um, you feel really confident with him out there. Um, so, yeah. Uh,
1: you, you, you know who didn't have a good spring game? Garrett Nelson. Why, why do you say that? He seemed out of place, never made a play. I, he just seemed out of place a lot again. I. I didn't, I didn't think he was. I didn't think he had a good spring game. Uh,
0: you know what? He, he's not a guy that came to my uh, to mind. Like
1: uh, every every time I've seen him on the field, it just seemed like he was so not even close to making a play. I don't know. So I'm I am looking at his stat line like,
0: here, and he's credited with one tackle and a quarterback hurry. I don't recall the quarterback hurry, but he was credited with one. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, he wasn't noticeable that's, that's, on that's, Saturday. If you would have told that, me that he that's didn't not, play. That's
1: not a good stat for a, for a, uh, edge rusher type outside backer that you're expecting him to be.
0: Yeah. Uh, any other comments on Dof, on defense, Derek?
1: Uh, I, truthfully, I, I don't want to say, I, I've been kind of hard on a few players, but. I think it's hard to really gauge anything because most of our players that we really wanted to get a good feel out of were playing in the first half and it was so hard to get any kind of read off anything because there was no tackling. There was no – even when they threw the ball, Tyler talked about the secondary. Like most of the time the ball was thrown, it was a terrible throw. Like there wasn't any play where I was like, oh – our secondary looked really good breaking that pass up. It was usually thrown at the receiver's feet. Yeah. maybe it was because they were getting rushed, because there was a little bit of rush or a little bit of pressure on the quarterbacks a few times. But I just, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I failed to get much of a read out of that defense right now. Justin, do you have the half by half stats in front of you?
0: I can get them. Yeah, I mean I have the stats up here. But can I, can I ask you one question real quick, Tyler? Do you know who yes. led? Uh, Led in tackles the whole game for either side of I mean, the I ball.
1: And Phil Darius is paying because he did not play. Who, who who was it?
0: It was Isaac Gifford, your man.
1: Yeah, you know what,
2: Isaac Gifford. I mean, yeah, he had a good game. I mean, he was out there noticeable. I mean, again, it, it's it's you know JoJo. You know, you don't know really what's up with him. You know, he seems banged up too. But you know, you think about this defense. I mean, God will Honus is healthy. Still, he's going to be back in that rotation. JoJo's not losing his spot. Javion Wright, coaches have been very high on. Like, Gifford, to me, is a guy that, like, I'm... Maybe the future's bright on him. Maybe in two years, he's a guy that you're really psyched about going into. I don't know where he finds snaps this... I, I just don't see him getting on the field besides special teams. And, and no, no, no disrespect, but had a great spring game. But that, that's a... I mean, you talk about... I talked about this with running backs. How do you find all oh, carries... Like, defensively, like, it's not because, like, I feel like the gaps are so close. It's because I think our starting defense is just so stout.
0: Yeah. So now that you've bought me a little bit of time, I have the first half stats pulled up now here. <laughs> What's your question?
2: How, how many yards did the – uh how many yards did White put up in the first half? And,
0: total yards? Total yards. Ooh, it was – Shit. I uh, thought you were, had individual people. Uh, you know what?
2: We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can get wah, that. Wah, wah. Yeah, that's why, Derek, that's why Derek's been our stat boy. <laughs> oh, 19. Uh, 19 total yards?
0: Yeah. 17 plays, yeah. 19 yards.
2: Okay, so that's my point on this defense. Like, without JoJo Doman, without Will Honus, without Ben Stilley, I guess our second team starting – our second team offense – Nineteen yards. Like that I I mean everyone wants to say, like, oh man, that offense. I mean, that's that's big I, I I give more credit to the defense there than blame on the offense. Like I think the defense absolutely shut them down. Yeah. And again, we know we know the spring game that the format it pro- you know, let's say double those stats because you go to break in some tackles, you would have had a couple more things, but You know, but, I mean, probably the biggest, the longest play in the first half was a Logan Smothers scramble. I think he had, like, an eight-yard scramble in the first half.
0: seven yards, yeah.
2: Yeah, seven yards. I mean, that's half your offense.
1: Yeah. But, again, the passes looked atrocious. Now, they settled in the second half a little bit better, but there were a lot of shitty passes in that first half.
2: And, and, and I will well also not say, a lot.
1: They didn't throw it a lot, but I mean, but but and, I, and, again, and again, Sevier Morrison got some carries that. Who knows what happens if you tackle? If you're playing tackle, but
2: yeah, hundred percent. But I think that you know it goes back to the kind of thought process here. I think you know some people made a big deal about the Reds only scoring, scoring 13 points in the first half, and I think that just kind of aligns to where I'm feeling this team is. I think this defense. Is good. I think this is a this is a year that for the first year under Scott Frost. I think it's clear to me that the defense is the leading the leaders of this team.
0: So let's just get into our biggest takeaways segment right there because what you're saying right there that's one of my biggest takeaways from this game. Uh, overall, I, I just thought we just, we just looked really average. Uh, during this game now it's hard to get a good read on it just given the nature of the first half with no tackling and the weather and uh, all all of that stuff but I really did expect to see this offense come out and do a lot more damage against this uh, defensive backups I really did expect that so for me I was a little bit disappointed uh, that we didn't Create a little bit more exciting plays. There weren't more explosive plays that we saw. Now I get, you know, there's a couple, couple plays that were knocked down because of a damn finger, you know, just one hand touch or whatever. So I, I do understand that, but I just thought there would be a little bit more explosive plays there, just especially with the mismatch there. Uh, so that I, I can see why people were kind of uh, knocking that. Uh, being up thirteen to nothing because that that was s- something big. I mean, th- there wasn't a lot of exciting plays. There wasn't a lot to jump up and root for while watching this game. To thinking it's like, yeah, we're, we're going to be badass. Uh, that's probably my pessimistic nature. But I mean, did you guys see anything out of that offense that made you like go hell yeah? I mean, did you have any of those moments there, Derek?
1: Yeah, I. One of the A couple of the Gabe Irvin runs just maybe go, oh, hell yes. Because I think he takes him to the house if it's not this one-handed touch bullshit. Uh, Adrian Martinez had a couple of runs I thought could have went a lot further than what they did. Uh, I thought there was a lot of plays that if it wouldn't have been for the one-handed touch bullshit, that you would have you been excited to see. Uh, where I will agree with you, though, Justin, is... Red zone offense still looks scary. It, it still looks scary, e- even, even with the one-handed touch shit. Like, we threw the ball in the end zone, couldn't, couldn't convert him. We, you know, we tried to run the ball and struggled to run the ball in the red zone. Yeah. Outside, outside of the first drive, I mean, and Marvin Scott did well running inside that red zone, but it was on one drive. I don't know if that's going to be the key takeaway.
0: Tanner, uh, thoughts on my comments there?
2: No, I, I mean, I left this spring game. I think you say an average. I, I, you're you're drinking the wrong flavor of Kool Aid, my friend. Like, like, I mean, I I left this spring
0: game. He's drinking game that more green exciting. shit that
1: nobody likes. Oh no, no, I'm not,
0: look, I'm not saying that. I don't think they suck. I mean, but you know, when Moose is talking about eight or nine wins, I'm not looking at that team that we saw on Saturday thinking like, oh yeah, that's going to be an easy eight nine wins. I mean, that oh, I see that. That's I like see that. it. Okay, I mean, I, I guess you did. I mean, I just thought my, my, that's a six attitude, or seven win team from what I my saw. My
1: attitude did not change one iota after this spring game. Which, that's fair, because I thought we were in that ballpark. I, I, anyway. I, I had us about seven, eight wins, and I still think seven, eight wins. That's fair.
2: But but I, I would say, going to my biggest takeaway, I, I think that for all the, the flack that Adrian Martinez has taken in his career, um... You know, a lot large from Justin, but a lot of fans out there. I just I looked at him in and, you know, everything about him. And I think leadership has never been in question. But the way he commanded the offense, the way that when he was on the sidelines, you know, how excited he got on that game winning touchdown pass. Like, this kid is entering his fourth year. He is the clear leader of this team. He, he is as athletic as we've seen him. He looks good throwing the ball. He can make the deep throws. I mean, I turnovers, he had one. Uh, arguable, I mean, we can debate that. It was, uh, you know, interception. But, you know, I think overall he played a really good game, and I feel a lot of confidence with him leading the helm into year four.
1: I just want to rebuttal that a little bit, Tyler. And here, here here's the problem. You talk about Adrian Martinez's turnovers. Uh, really, interceptions was never the problem. That's that's not what anybody's bitching about. There's very few people going, oh, Adrian Martinez throws too many interceptions. It's fumbling the ball. Yeah. Which, which brings me back to the point to where maybe it's time to learn to start sliding more, getting out of bounds more, because that takes away a fumble too. Yeah.
0: Another, do you have another takeaway there, Derek?
1: Ah, you know, no, I, I think my biggest takeaway is that there is no takeaway. Like, the spring game was so, I don't want to say boring, but there was just so little to take away because of the format. And, I, I, again, I get it. Don't want to get people injured. We've already had problems with injuries all spring. Seems to continue to be a problem when we're having people with non-contact injuries. I, I don't know. But I, I think the biggest thing is that you can't take anything away from that spring game.
0: All right. So uh, we're just going to throw this out there. If there's one player that you could say after this spring game is the real deal, who is it, Derek?
1: Jack has. Jack Love the kid. Tyler.
2: Tori. I think he is our number one wide receiver. Yeah, I'm psyched for him. Yeah, you could agree with that one, too. Yeah, Torrey, I,
0: I, Torrey he was going to be my guy also. Uh, surprise players, is there any guys that uh, stood out to you and, like, who the f- hell is this guy? Uh, for instance, I will start this one. That Phelan Sanford guy that uh, I think is number 37 there out there on defense that intercepted. Uh, Adrian Martinez, that's a dude that I'd never heard about before, but he was making plays out there.
1: Uh, wow. Well, and he, that dude had some friggin' ups on that play. Yeah. And he was, he was, I, I, I wish I could jump that high. I don't know why, but I wish I could. <laughs>
0: that dude could jump over you easy. He could jump over all of us. I mean, that was, that was pretty impressive. That's a guy that I don't know much about. Uh, I, th- I think he's a Hastings college transfer.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, we're all from Hastings. I, 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 but, uh... I guess if we're gonna go with that route, I would have to go with John Bullock. Okay. Yeah, like, that guy. He had a, he had a strip. He had a strip out of. all he took the ball out of Oliver Martin's hands, straight up. And that play. Let me let me also reiterate how lucky we are that Oliver Martin didn't get hurt in that play because his knee was bent in a crazy weird way. That hurt my knee when he was going down. Yeah, like I'm not getting up from that play. But, I mean, he took the ball away from him. He had another great – it was a screen pass where he got off a block really fast and tackled him for a a loss. Now, I don't think you're ever going to see him probably on the field, but he impressed me in the game. He was a guy I'd never heard of.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tyler, who's your surprise player?
1: I'm going to go with – you guys have gotten really deep,
2: but I'm going to go with a guy that's probably not quite as deep as Nash Hudemaker. Um, the polar bear. I mean, he he looks
1: a good game. really
2: really good. I mean, again, gonna be tough to see rotation from him. But like a guy he that's that he caused a fumble against a
1: quarterback that was yeah. legit. Like yeah, a like quarterback went to go throw the ball and he knocked it right out of his yeah. hands. I
2: mean, he he looked like I mean, he looked like a big guy that was gonna be tough to handle. I I was very impressed with him.
1: He proved that his future is bright as well.
0: Hey Blaze Gunnerson is another dude.
1: Blaze Gunnerson, he was another one. I just had a He was a game.
0: surprise player. I mean, he made some nice plays out there. Uh He
1: had the one sack against Adrian Martinez. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh I And, and
1: I'm going to go I'm going to go with one more guy. a guy that's
2: probably played his, like 7th spring game at this point. Brody Bell.
0: Brody Bell. I mean,
2: <laughs> like I mean. I mean, I know we all say the Wyatt Missouri, but like I mean, Brody Bell's got to be in that conversation. He comes out every time we have a spring game, and you're like, you know, if that guy took a couple snaps. I mean, not the worst thing in the world.
1: Elijah Harris, yeah, dude. For for, for I mean, he was a running back; he's so never going to see the field. But man, he had some damn good runs. He had one of the touchdowns that looked really, really good. A guy, I think he ran it for thirty yards on that play. Is that right, Justin? Are you starting
0: at the start? Uh, I am looking. Isaiah Harris. Uh are you talking about his?
1: Isaiah Harris, not Elijah? Yeah, sorry. Uh,
0: Twenty-nine yards.
1: Yeah. yeah, that was pretty close to thirty yards. Yeah, he had a damn good. And it was, that was only one of his runs that looked really good. He had three or four good runs, but again, I understand we're probably not going to see him. And, and and Justin's man crush, his brother his Zach Winemaster. Zach Wymaster had a few good runs. Yeah.
0: Yep. So I think, uh, yeah, th- there's uh, there's there's some reason for optimism headed into the uh, fall. Uh, just got to see him put it together. But, you know, the good thing about having a May 1st spring game is the off season is just so much shorter. I mean, before we know it, man, they're going to be in fall I, camp. I, I c-
1: I kinda of hope they do this from me from now on. Like I I I I like the thought of not having a very long off season from this point on.
0: I will say I, I'm not a fan of May first or the you know I, I didn't like when the spring game was
1: I, I really didn't. I, lo- I loved it. You hated it because of the
0: Kentucky Derby. Yeah, I, I, I it was very distracting. Uh but yeah, I mean Maybe the last weekend in April they can do the spring game for me. That that would meet my schedule. So Bill Moose, so make that happen. Just make it the last weekend of April, so you don't infringe upon my uh, Kentucky Derby. So
1: just don't, just don't make it during the Masters, and we'll all be happy.
0: Yeah, uh, that won't happen again. <laughs> and, and Derek's referring to our uh, cousin golf bash. Let's <laughs> schedule it, not the spring game. Uh, all right, guys, good episode. Uh, let's go ahead and get out of here. Special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker cast on Twitter, at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button. And don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, go Big Red!